Directed and focused energy is never wasted. There comes a time in your life, in my life, where we have to make a decision. At this time, we've dreamed enough about what we wanted to do, what we envisioned to do, but we have to really make a decision to do what we set out to do. And to the point where we must almost sign our name to a contract and where we must even put our money on the line because we have to make a commitment. We have to take that plunge to do what we have been purposed to do, what we have been born for. And you and I have to dare to risk as if everything is on the line, as if we may even lose everything. And then we must go for what we want to do. And this is what we're learning from history. And as we conclude the series on avoiding mistakes by learning from history, I urge you to stay tuned until after the intro so that we can really see how we can wrap this whole series together. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's broadcast. This is Yanni again and we have come to the final part of the series that we started a few days ago about avoid making mistakes by learning from history. Now you and I have learned a lot of stuff. We've learned a lot of stuff especially from the life of Gideon who was a judge with the Israelites with the ancient people of God and we've learned so much and I'm going to recap a little bit and I'm just going to conclude everything today but um, I cannot go back and really recap everything. I can't cannot tell you everything that we've uh, talked about and that we learned from Gideon's life. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the other parts if you haven't listened to them yet because there's so much wealth in these messages and in this history, things that we can learn from, things to avoid and things that we can take from the life of Gideon that we can apply to our own lives so that we can be successful and get to success much quicker. And that's the main reason why you and I have to learn from history so that we can uh, move on and do not have to go through the school of hard knocks and, you know, just being beaten down all the time. It's not nice. I've been there. You might have been there and you will know when you have to learn from your own mistakes. It's not always nice. Yes, we're still going to make mistakes all the time but when we learn from these men of old these heroes of old and learn from them then we really can avoid so much heartache and so much trouble and so much despair in our lives so that is why it's so important to to learn from from these guys and today i just uh, titled this this message for today specifically directed and focused energy is never wasted because as we see from the life of Gideon he was focused on everything that he did even before God appeared to him where he was threshing out wheat in the, in the wine press he was uh, focused and he focused his energy to preserve what they had at the time and the moment an opportunity came to him when God appeared to him and said Gideon I'm going to use you 
because you're a mighty man of valor and I'm going to use you to set your people free, to lead them out of bondage and to uh, get them out from under the oppression of the enemy. And you know this is so precious because it was the, the Israelites' own fault that they were oppressed in the first time. Although it says in, in Judges uh, chapter 6, it says there that God gave them over to, to the enemy. But you know what? When we look at Jesus' life, Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world. And God did not come to condemn the world. That's why he created everything and made it good. In Genesis chapter 1, God says, everything that he's created, it was good. He saw that it was good and it was pleasing. So how can we now come and say, yeah, but God condemns uh, things. He even sent his own son to die for you and to die for me. He doesn't uh, come to condemn us, but he came to set us free. So when we understand who he is, we understand his character, then we know who we are in him. And then we can really live and we can grasp these things and walk with God so that we can be free and really free indeed. So as I recap, I'm just going to draw some emphasis on specific things. Again, why scripture has been given to us and the examples of these people like Gideon, for examples. Now for them, it was written down so that it was examples and warnings for them not to do the things that some of the people did that got them into trouble in the first place. So God did not lead them into or given them over into the enemy's hand, it is because they did not comply to what God told them to do. In other words, God said to them, do not worship and do not fear these gods of this land that you're living in. And they disobeyed that and they did exactly what God said they shouldn't do. And that is what caused them to be opened so that the enemy could come in and the enemy could take over their lives take over their land, destroy everything that they had. And it, it's still exactly the same today. The principle is still there. And these things were also written down for our instruction. Because even in this so-called modern time where we live, we have to learn from these things. And if you and I are not willing to learn from history, we're really going to end up in trouble. And then we also saw how important it is to lay our lives down, to make that this decision, a decisive dedication of our bodies presented to God as a living sacrifice. And it must be a well-pleasing sacrifice to God. And that should be our reasonable and intelligent service. And that's how we really worship God. And when we do this, then we will realize that we cannot be conformed or put into a mold into the world system and do the stuff that they ex expect of us and just let go of all the godly laws and the godly principles that God has given to us so that we can live a life of overcoming freedom and abundance and everything. And we do not see that too often in our lives today anymore and, and, and also around us. And that's why it's so important that we learn how to get these things to be become active in our lives so that we can really live this overcoming life. And what will then happen 
you and I will be able to prove for ourselves what is God's good and acceptable and perfect will for our lives. Because only when you understand what God's will is and God's purpose for your life, then you will really be able to live this overcoming life. And this is the truth that we year in year. And it's not only the truth that will set you free, but it's the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. And I, at one stage, I mentioned a scripture to you as well, and that comes from Matthew 22, verse 29, where Jesus was answering uh, some of these um, scribes and some of these uh, learned people, and they asked him a bunch of questions. And he said to the following to them, he says, you are wrong, you are making mistakes because you do not know the scriptures, neither do you know the power of God. And in this uh, history and in this passage where we're learning from Gideon here, we can see all these things coming together. When you and I know the scriptures, when we see what, what happened in Gideon's life and how God came in, after they were oppressed and they started calling out to God, then we will understand that this is God's nature. This is what God really uh, wants for you and I. He wants good for you and I. He wants good for, for his people. And that is why you are being raised up as a leader so that you can influence other people. And that is specific what we also saw in Gideon's life, that he didn't take the, um, the, all the, the honors. He didn't say, oh, I'm this great guy. I did all these things. He always diverted the attention to his people, whether it was his 300 or then even when these other guys came at him and they knocked him and they said, yeah, but we wanted to be in this fight with you. And Gideon always diverted the attention back to them. And that's what a true leader is. Because God is our source. We don't have to get honors from other people. God will lift us up and God will honor us when we just acknowledge him and do what he wants us to do. Now, today I want to share something with you that I read recently. And this is also specifically um, about this, this uh, sort of conclusion where we come to today about the the life of, of Gideon and there's much more I mean I can go on for another probably two weeks just speaking on Gideon's life but, but you know for now we're just going to conclude now as I said that the title of today's message is directed and focused energy is never wasted and this is a very interesting and a very important principle for you and I to understand because there comes a time when you have dreamed enough over the sketches, the plans, and the blueprints of your house. Now, I'm taking this as an example because you and most of you will know when you've planned a house, there's very uh, little that you cannot consider as far as planning this house is concerned because if you do not consider everything, then you might lose out certain things and it might even cost you. And that's why it's so important to really look at these things, to dream about the stuff, you know, look at the sketches over and over, get the pl plans drawn up and then get the blueprints, get the architect or one of, the, one of these designers to design this house for you. And that takes time and it's exciting and all that. But there comes a time when you've dreamed enough. 
now you have to make a decision. And this is where you and I are in our lives. You and I have to make the decision to do what God purposed for you and I to do. Like I said to you so many times over and over, this is a leadership show. You are a leader and that's why you are here with me and that's why we can discuss these things and that's why I can share these things with you from my heart, things that I had to go through, things that I'm even learning today because we never arrive. But I can share these things with you so that you can also take these principles, learn from Gideon and so that you can go forward and get to the success that you really need to have in your life so that you can fulfill God's purpose in your life much quicker. And like we said, this way, we will not have to go through all these hard knocks. Like someone put it, the school of hard knocks. We don't have to go through that because I, I don't want to go through that and I don't want you to go through it as, as well. So now we, it's time, decision time. You and I have to make a decision. And also when it comes to the house, the next step is you have to sign a contract. And it's almost when we lay our lives down before God, that's almost when we sign that contract and we say, okay, here I am, I'm signing up now for action. And then money must also be laid on the line. So it's going to cost you. So it's not only going to cost you signing the contract, but it's also going to end up you having to take money and you have to lay that on the line because this is almost what backs your signature because now you've committed yourself and you have to take the next step and that's why you have to also put your money on the line and you have to make a commitment you have to make a commitment because now you've you've um, paid certain things you've paid certain fees or whatever other uh, funds were required to secure all this but now you have to make a commitment you have to make a commitment not to start this thing but to really take it right to completion and then what this in, in entails is that you will have to take a plunge you really have to take a plunge into that and sometimes when as you will know sometimes there are certain things that we embark on that we don't really know how it's going to work out we don't really know how we're going to get to the end of this but if you and I do not take that plunge, if we don't start out and we don't start walking the walk, then the doors don't open because it's only as you walk that the doors start opening for you. You've already got everything on the inside of you. So everything is there. The blueprints are there. Everything. You've even committed some funds, some money, but it's only when you take that plunge that is where this thing starts. And then the final in this decision-making process and in this moving forward portion is you must dare to risk everything and then you go for it. And this is so precious that I really, this last point, let me emphasize that again. Let me share that again. You must dare to risk everything. Then you go for it. And it's so, so crucial that you and I understand we've only got one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. You're not going to get another chance to live life. So take every opportunity, seize the time and really do with the time that you have to your disposal every single moment of every day and use it to the fullest. And not only will it benefit you, but it has to be focused on what God has purposed for your life and God's 
focus is always on people. So let's just look at the last um, few verses of Judges chapter 8 so that we can conclude this message today. So it's not a few a lot of verses that we're going to go through, but I'm going to also share with you a few very interesting concepts here so that you can also understand what's happening here. Now, in the previous message, you will remember that Gideon and them, that they got the victory and they're there now, and now he's captured the two kings of the Midianites and he also, these two cities that didn't want to give them food when they were tired and when they were hungry, he also went and he sorted them out. And that's where we also said, you have to sort out your enemy. You have to destroy them. And here we're going to see what and how Gideon did this as well. So here in verse 20, or let's, let's um, start here in... Uh, Verse 19, and Gideon said to these two kings, he actually, let's go to verse 18. Gideon asked these two kings, he says to them, what kind of men were they whom you slew at Tabor? And they replied, they were like you. Each of them resembled the son of a king. So this is what Gideon is telling, uh, what they are telling Gideon here. They're basically saying to him, you resemble the son of a king. You may not be a king, but you resemble the son of a king. And that's how those guys were. And this is, like I said, this is another example that Gideon was not a coward. He took that plunge. The moment he understood that God spoke to him and God said to him, I want you to take your people and to take them uh, out from underneath the bondage of these Midianites. And I'm going to use you to destroy the enemy. Uh, Gideon knew that he could do it because God was there for him. God empowered him to do that. And Gideon replied to these guys when they said that. They were my brothers. Those guys that you destroyed, those guys that you killed, they were my brothers. They were actually the sons of my mother. And as the Lord lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And this is exactly the attitude that you and I have to have. These guys came and they slew and they killed innocent people. They, in, they, they killed uh, people that were not cowards, people that were mighty men. And they came and they killed them. And they destroyed their lives. They destroyed the lives of their families as well. And that's what's happening in your life, in my life, around us. The enemy wants to come to kill, to um, steal from us and to destroy lives all around us. And we will not allow it. You and I together, we will not allow that. We will stand up against the enemy and we will not allow the enemy to destroy our lives, to even come into our lives any longer. And then verse 20, Judges 8 verse 20, And Gideon said to Jethro, his firstborn, and he did this to embarrass these two kings because his son was very young still. And Gideon said to him, you go and you kill these guys just to embarrass them. But Gideon's son did not want to rise up because he was, it says here, he was still a youth. So listen to what these two kings say to, to Gideon. They say, rise yourself and fall on us, for as the man is, so is his strength. So if you're a mighty man, like we just said, you are. If you really are, then you will rise up and you will do 
the work yourself. You will finish us off. And they basically recognized that they Gideon's enemy, but they also in a way challenged him and they said, if you really are, you can finish us. And Gideon did it. So Gideon rose up, it says Gideon rose up and uh, Gideon killed these two guys themselves. And then verse 22, then the men of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, you and your sons and your son's son also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. Now this is interesting. Gideon got these guys the victory. But remember what we said. Gideon always changed the focus to them. Gideon always gave them the honors and he said, you are the guys who captured the leaders. You are the guys who killed the leaders. You are the ones who went out and destroyed the enemy when you pursued them, when you went after them. You are the ones. But now they come and they turn around and they say, but Gideon, you were the leader. We want you and your son and your son's sons to rule over us. And many people would say, okay, great, I'll take this on. But listen to what Gideon said. He said, I will not rule over you. And my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And that is exactly the right thing to do. And I'm going to prove this to you also from scripture, because when we look at Genesis 1, verses 26 and verses 28, listen to what God says here, when he made you and I. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let man have dominion over the fish of the sea. Men have to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the livestock in all the earth and over every creeping things that creeps on the earth. That was verse 26. Now, verse 28 of Genesis 1 says, God blessed them and said to them, God blessed man and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. In other words, use all earth's vast resources in the service of God and man. And then God goes on, he says, rule, but rule over what? not over man. Listen to what God says here in, in Genesis 1:28. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So what Gideon said here, he said, I will not rule over you and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And this is exactly in line with what God said right at creation. You and I are not to rule over people because the moment I allow myself to rule over people or I allow other people to rule over me, people start manipulating and people start controlling people. That's what ruling means because you basically take these animals and you, uh, you have dominion over them. You use them to your benefit. You uh, make them do what you want them to do. And that is not cool with people. We're not supposed to dominate people. We're not supposed to rule people and manipulate people to get them to do stuff that we want to do. So what Gideon did here is a very godly thing. And this is very important because when you do stuff for people, you and I always have to ensure that we do not 
allow ourselves to become uh, sort of a God to other people, if I can call it that. And it happens. For it, let me just use a quick example here. If you, for example, if you come to me and you say, Yanni, what is, what is the meaning of this? And I tell you what the meaning of, of this particular thing is. Next time when you find something uh, that, you, that you don't know what it means, then you're going to quickly think, okay, but let me just go and ask Yanni, because Yanni uh, might know the answer. You come, I answer you again. The third time, you think, oh, I'm not even going to search for it. I'm just going to ask Yanni. And so I've become actually your source. I have become the one who provides you with the, with the information and with the knowledge without you going out and you doing what you're supposed to do in digging and finding it out for yourself or going to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? How do I do these things? And that's how quick and easy it is that these pyramids start falling, are forming. And we don't want that in our lives. We don't want these ruler and ruling structures because it's not good, it's not from God. And with that, I'm not saying we shouldn't have structures. I'm not saying that. But it's very important how these structures are being put together and how we see them as well. But now Gideon does something here in the next verse, in verse 24. And Gideon said to them, Let me make a request of you. Every man of you give me the earrings of his spoil. For the Midianites had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites, which is a general term for all descendants of Keturah. Now Keturah was one of Abraham's, uh, one of the patriarchs, one of his uh, concubines and one of his wives then. And so they were wearing gold earrings. So Gideon said to them, okay, you give me the gold earrings that you got from, from the enemy that you spoiled from them. Now, the important part here is, and the warning here is that, and you'll see now why I'm saying this as well. God is supposed to be our source in everything. Just like we saw with the ruling thing, God doesn't want us to rule over people. We have to have dominion, but over the earth and all the created things, but not over man. And so God is always supposed to be our source. And it also says, Jesus even says, he says, give and it will be given to you by men. So God says when we give, men will give into our bosom. And that is the principle that we have to work on. And here Gideon said, you know what? You give me the stuff. And another example is with Abraham. Abraham went out and he, he fought a battle with this one king. And when they came back, this king said, listen, you can have the spoil and you can have part of the spoil. And Abraham's response was, he says, I will not receive anything from you. Otherwise, you may be able to say that you made me rich and God is my source. I will not allow any man to be able to say that they made me rich. God is my source. And that is the attitude that you and I need to have. And this is why this thing that Gideon did here is not cool. And I also even realized that in my own life, I can teach you how uh, beneficial it is to you that you sow a seed because everything in life, you have to plant something, you have to sow something, you have to sow into someone else's life. The terminology, it's, it's kind of familiar. But when you do something for someone else, something good for someone else, 
there is going to be a return. It's just a given thing. That's how God made everything. That's why there are seeds. And God gives us the examples in the plants and with the animals and everything. Now, verse 25, and the people answered Gideon, we will willingly give them. And they spread a garment and every man cast on it the earrings of his spoil. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand seven hundred shekels of gold. Now I went and I looked. A thousand seven hundred shekels of gold is approximately six hundred and twenty troy ounces of gold. Because gold and, and all precious metals is, is um, weighed and it's expressed in troy ounces. And 620 troy ounces in today's uh, day, I looked at the, the gold price for today as well. It's approximately 1,750 United States dollars per ounce. So this translates into 1,085,000 dollars. Uh, so it's over a million US dollars that was given in today's terms, that was given to Gideon, just by means of his saying, okay, you give me. Now listen to, uh, to the next thing, what Gideon also did. Well, let me just um, continue here. It says, this gold was besides the crescents and the pendants and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian and the chains that were about their camels' necks. So all these things Gideon got as well. Now, what Gideon did next was, um, it seemed as if it was a good thing because he sort of made this memorial. But when we see what he really did and the whole thing behind it, then we will see it's very important the decisions that you and I uh, make and how we, for example, yeah, he asked the people for money. They gave it to, to him. But what he did with, the, with, with this gold and with the stuff that was given him is also interesting. And Gideon make, made an ephod. Now an ephod is a sacred high priest garment. That is what Gideon made of it. And he put it in his city of Ophrah. And all Israel paid homage to it there. And it became a snare to Gideon and to his whole family. So what, why is this so important? Because Gideon took this money that was given to him that he asked for. Which he shouldn't have done in the first place. Because God is supposed to be source. And if he just allowed God to get the people to, to help him or to give to him, then he might have gotten even much, much more. But it also became a snare. And the reason why this became a snare to him and basically to the Israelites, because now they didn't go to Shiloh where the temple was or the, the tabernacle was, where they were supposed to go and worship God. They came here to Ophrah and that was not ordained by God. And that's why it became a snare to Gideon and his family because they basically, although he got the people and led them into this massive victory, now in this stage, after the battle, he basically got the people to start worshipping idols again because they basically saw this as a God. They didn't do what God told them to do. Now they did what this uh, leader or this guy who gave them the victory over their enemies, what they did. And that is the lesson that we have to take from this. Just do what God tells us to do. Don't go on to doing stuff 
out of our own uh, thinking and all this stuff. Now verse 28. Thus was Midian, the enemy, subdued and totally defeated before the Israelites, so that the enemy lifted up their heads no more. And I've emphasized this over and over. You and I have to destroy our enemy so that they cannot rise up again. Because if we allow them even a little bit of life, then they can rise up and what they're going to do, they're just going to bite us again. And we don't want that. We don't want to allow them because we want our children and our children's children to live in safety, to live in freedom and to uh, live with God, to get to know God. And that's why it's so important to raise up your children in the ways of God so that when they grow old, then they will not depart from those ways. It's very important. And then it says here, and the land had peace and rest for 40 years in the days of Gideon. Now this is great. This is a great thing. They were in oppression for seven years and then they cried out to God and through Gideon God gave them the victory and they had, had um, peace and rest for 40 years in their lives and, and in their land, in their country. And I think this is amazing how God gave them the victory and they defeated the enemy and now they've got peace. And it's cool and because that's what you and I need. We need righteous people in governmental positions, in schools, in universities, in the arts, in every sphere of society, in the financial systems. We need godly people. We need God's people in there so that we can live a peace, peaceful and a peaceable life. It's very important. And then it also says that Gideon dwelt in his own house. And this is how it went on and Gideon died in a, at a, a very good old age and after he was, uh, he passed away after Gideon died, it says here, and the Israelites turned again and played the harlot after the Baals, after these idols, and they made Baal Bereth their God. And the Israelites did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them out of the hand of all their enemies on every side. And it says here, the last verse, it says, Neither did they show kindness to the family of Gideon in return for all the good which he had done for Israel. You see what happened? Gideon opened a little bit of a door there for the people. And the moment that he died, they just went full blast for that. And they didn't honor his people, his family. They didn't regard them anymore. They basically, it doesn't say here what they did to them, but I'm sure that they basically just uh, shrugged them aside and that they pushed them aside as well. And this is really the conclusion of our series here on the life of Gideon and what we can learn from Gideon, what to do and what not to do. And I really trust that this will be beneficial to you. And uh, please, again, I'm asking you, share this message with people. Share it with family members, with friends, or anyone that you know that need to have this wisdom and these examples in this man Gideon, in his life, so that we can live the life that God wants us to live without making the mistakes and by applying the principles that God has given us. And as we just saw here, I implore you, if you feel in your heart, if you stood um, in your heart to help me to take this message out 
And remember, this is to your benefit. It's not just for my benefit, but it's it's to your benefit when you give and you bless someone else and you help someone else. It's as if you sow the seed and it will grow for you because any seed that you sow, especially if you sow it in good ground, it will grow. Now this is, I'm just not sharing this with you just to play on your emotions. You decide what you want to do. If you don't want to, it's great as well. But it'll be to your benefit because the people that I reach, you will then effectively also reach. So thank you so much that you um, was that you were with me throughout the series. And we're just going to move on. And I'm going to share some cool leadership um, things with you again as we move along. And I thank you so much for being with me, listening to this message. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next broadcast. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.